Welcome to my podcast. I'm Jeff Spikes, and I'm here to talk about what the point is. I'm here to talk about what's the point. I'm here to talk about strengths. Let's talk about strengths, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Okay, that was maybe lame. (laughs) But that was fun. Welcome to my podcast. I'm Jeff Spikes. I'm very grateful to be here. And I can tell you a whole lot of things right off the gate about who I am. But you can look me up online and learn a lot. And you'll join me in some of these podcasts or you'll join me in some of my lives and we'll get on some Zooms and you can get to know me as much as you'd like there. Because what really matters here is we're talking about something that's going to help you. And I've spent some time learning and becoming accustomed to the idea of talking about what might be helpful for you rather than what I think I might need to say. And that's important. That's important because I've spent a lifetime at change. I've spent a lifetime at trying to overcome obstacles, things that I thought were unsurmountable and wanted to prove that they weren't. And I've spent a lifetime of what I used to think was struggle, which it probably was at the time. And that gives me a whole lot to say. And sometimes the things that impact people the most that are in my life that I love and that I care about and that I talk to regularly, sometimes what impacts them the most is something that I think is silly in my mind because it's just how I'm made. It's how I'm wired, how I think about it. I wonder how many of you sitting that are listening to this, whether you're driving down the road, if you're in the gym listening to this on the treadmill or while you're working out, or if you're listening to this on out on a walk, Maybe you're working and you got this on in the background or in your headphones. Maybe you got it in one ear and you're walking around the grocery store and you missed half of what I'm saying. Because somebody came up to say hello to you that you hadn't seen in a while. Whatever it is, if you hear this, that was such a fun rabbit trail. (laughs) If you hear this, if you're listening, what really matters is what you need to hear. There's this point. When I started Tip of the Sword, it was about this idea that there's a point, there's a spot in the universe where your presentation, what you're saying or how you're behaving or how you're acting or what you're doing meets your presentation, so to speak, meets the person that you're wanting it to meet. And maybe you don't want it to meet them. Maybe you're sitting there minding your own business Yet somebody sees who you are and they want to meet with you and the two collide. We always have someone's perception and someone's projection. Today I'm projecting. Today I'm putting something out there for you to listen to and you are on the receiving side of that. And there's this moment in time where projection meets perception. And doing all we can to be helpful and useful, to maximize those moments. It's part of my mission, part of my passion in life on any level, whether it's with individuals, with companies, in-house of companies trying to improve a culture or trying to improve a relationship from an organization to their client or their customer, whether it's a patient in a hospital and trying to get the entire network of a system of a hospital operating in a way that allows that point to be super positive. 
Um, and there's so many things that come into play at different layers. And there, honestly, there's so many different things that come into play with individuals. And in this podcast, we're going to talk a lot about individuals. And then we're going to spend some time drifting off into looking at the similarities of what happens when we look at organizations and what we can learn from that. Because the landscape is about the same. Because we all have many parts inside of us. There's some minor tweaks in how we look at that. But at the end of the day, the landscape is the same. Our view is the same of the, 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 the steps that happen and the sequences of events that happen are the same for individuals as they are for groups and other things. So everyone is uniquely special and wonderful. Clifton Strengths model that I love so much and that I use and that I'm certified in is amazing because the science of that says that in order to have the same top five results of your strengths assessment in the same order as another person, it's a one in 1.33 million percent chance that it's the same. So that proves that one in a million is an underestimate. One in a million is an understatement. We are more rare and more unique than one in a million. Now, that being said, even two people with the same strengths of their top five, this is only a science of how we show up, how we move forward in trying to achieve something. It's a study of success. It's a study of how we move forward to succeed. It's not about personality. It's not about necessarily our psyche. It's not about our experiences that we've had. It's not about the environment we're in. As a matter of fact, we've been able to take very specific results from people that are in very poor experiences, criminal experiences, you know, the, um, where somebody's been doing something that they got in trouble for and had been told for a long time that they were having a lot of problems and that they had nothing to offer the world. And when you get them into an environment where you can really help them and work with them, you find that you f their strengths lie in how they succeeded at doing something that was criminal. And if they re-aim those and re reorganize those towards something that's really positive, how powerful and impactful they can be. It is a great, it is a great day to sit across from somebody and have them realize that something that's been getting in their way that they thought they needed to throw in the trash and they have, and, and especially when they're feeling hopeless and like, there's no way I can figure out how to move forward to find a new version of me that'll work to watch them realize that the version of them is just fine. They just weren't using themselves. Well, they weren't working with themselves. Well, they weren't aiming themselves in the right, in a direction that was long-term beneficial or useful to them or really anyone else. And most of the time, well, we won't go, we won't go to most of the time what a criminal's doing because that's way too generalized. But let's go down this other road of why strengths. Just really quickly, if we don't brush it off and say, oh, I know what's good about me and I know what's great, fine. The more we intensify and clarify and look at what's great about us, the better, the better chance we have at doing just about everything in life. I didn't believe that. <clears throat> necessarily. I didn't believe that because I was, it was so ingrained in me that I needed to fix what was broken. Right. But one of my number one strengths is my 
I'm, I'm very belief driven and belief is my number one in the Clifton model. So anyway, you might not know anything about what I'm saying with all these things. So let's talk about why, let's just get on top line and talk about why strengths. And first I want to ask the question, are they secret? Are they hidden? Do you know what your strengths are or do you wonder? Why would a strength be hidden? You know, when uh, recently some, I was in a call with somebody and they were reminding me of the process of a baby goes, of, that a baby goes through when they're trying to learn to crawl or walk. I've never seen anyone, well, talk, look at a baby and say, oh, stop it. Just sit back down. Just, just stay in your crib. <laughs> I've never seen anyone say that. Oh, if you just, just sit still. Now, I've seen parents say, oh my gosh, because <laughs> they have to run around the house trying to catch them, because once they get legs, woo, they can get away from us, right? So sure, but nobody set, set, when they're trying to, to, to walk or trying to crawl, what do we do? We say, oh my gosh, that's wonderful, keep trying. Oh, look, you almost did it. And we're encouraging, we're, we're excited, we're, the tone in our voice is lifted and all these other things. But regardless of any of that, a baby isn't going to stop doing it. A baby is naturally all healthy, all muscles working, all joints moving fine. A baby is going to naturally want to start crawling and walking, pulling themselves up to stand. This is what they're going to do. And nobody... There's no reference around what's hard or not hard or what's difficult or not difficult. They'll cry if something hurts. If they fall and hit their chin on something, they, they'll cry and they'll get that out and they'll go right back to what they're doing. They'll go right back to trying to walk or trying to crawl. Now, that's pretty cool. As a matter of fact, that's a really interesting thing to sit and be mindful about. If we were to just practice a mindfulness exercise, and this is an idea for you to do in one of your next upcoming days when you're sitting there trying to meditate or when you are choosing to contemplate or be quiet with an idea or visualize. I say trying to meditate. When you're meditating, let's just go there. If you meditate, when you meditate, There are great awarenesses and values that come. We get great value out of it when we just mindfully think about what it's like for a baby to just try and walk. Day after day after day, attempt after attempt after attempt because it's just what they're supposed to do. It's just what they're trying, it's just what they're doing. And eventually they get, they get to do it. So it's really cool to sit and meditate on that and allow that thought to be there and put yourself into that zone. And then think about what that would look like with whatever your next venture is or whatever you're going to start your day with and whatever you're going to move forward with to get done that you think is hard? What if it's just what you're meant to be doing next? You keep doing it and doing it and doing it until you win. There's no doubt that it won't work. 
There's no question in your mind. It's just you keep going and going and going until it's done. Somewhere along the line, we ended up becoming limited. We ended up being given limited ideas. And somebody did say, oh, please just sit down. I, I happen to be a verbal processor. My uncle, who was one of these people that I admire, because <laughs> he's one of these people that made everything look easy, right? You know people like that? He made everything look pretty effortless and easy. It was amazing. I, I, I looked up to him so much, and other people did too. He was the kind of guy everyone wanted to be around because he made everything look easy. And, you know, you can be that same person. You can have that same quality. All it takes is having, is knowing yourself and knowing what you do best and how you do it best and doing that over and over and over and over. <clears throat> that comes with making decisions. And when we start to work on and understand the best parts of ourselves and we start putting away the things that don't work, the things that aren't driving us forward, we remove doubt. And one of the biggest things that can mess us up in that area is when we're making decisions and then we doubt it. How many people make decisions and then don't realize they get to live with those decisions? We make decisions and then we waffle back to a different decision. We make a decision and we get to live with the answer. But if we don't have the confidence and if we don't know who we are and we don't really have clarity of purpose and mission, and if we don't really know the best of ourselves, we, it's very difficult to have that confidence because we're always wondering, well, wait a minute, what if I should have done this? What if I should have done it that way? Ooh, this kind of hurt their feelings or pissed someone off or there's always a reason to come back and doubt. But if you know the best of yourself, you know how you're wired and you do your best to make the right decisions, then you make a decision and you live with it. You can always make a new decision in the next minute or tomorrow, but you don't have to change the, you don't, there's no going back and changing the decision you made because for that period of time, it's there. <clears throat> What's the next part of this whole concept as far as having the confidence, knowing our decisions, it's really about knowing what you want. Now, I truly believe that want is a, want is, if not put in the right context in our minds, a want for something expresses the lack of it. Now there's some healthy, there's some healthy ways to want things. There's desire that's been put in our hearts of things that we want. There's things that motivate us that we will use the verbiage of, I want that. I was talking to a guy today that said, man, I, I'm, I'm working on some biofeedback and some other things because I'm so resistant to writing and I really want to start writing. And I want to write a book. I want to write a book about this certain part of my life and it's just not coming to me. And the neurofeedback is subtle and it's taken a long time, but I'm still having a difficult time writing and I want to work on that and I want to change and I want to be able to write. Well, that's knowing what you want, right? However, it's also acknowledging not doing it. So it's an acknowledging that we're not doing it. It's presupposing 
and presuming that it's something that's not happening. So we're reinforcing the ability of, of us not writing when we say, I want to write. Now, <clears throat> saying we want to write to put it on a list of, of, of a dream or a goal and then creating a list of actions to get there, we can shift what we believe want to mean. So be, that's something to be cautious of and start thinking of. Want is a really good word to put onto a contemplation list of things to meditate on you know, when we're in those contemplative, in contemplative spots of our day. Um, especially when we're in goal setting and when we're trying to tweak and adjust and manipulate, and I guess when we're not trying, we are tweaking and adjusting and manipulating some of the ways that we're going after our goals to make it easier, to make it more painless, to make it a stage of freedom and a goal achieving rather than goal setting. We're going, we can spend time to adjust how we're going after what we are looking to achieve, that desired result, and get there a lot faster. But So here's how this thing of what we want plays a, plays a role now that we've kind of covered that. When the want is, is a healthy desire and we're working towards a desired outcome that is beneficial and positive and has all the right elements to it for our character and our standards, it makes it a lot easier to make decisions. The larger time frame of understanding of what we really want in our lives, what we're setting out as these overreaching goals, really helps us have the clarity. If we know that we want to live and in an area, just environmentally alone, um, that is extremely abundant, wealthy, uh, you know, gated communities, guards, whatever we have, right? That there's all of those resources around us. We're going to make different decisions in, how, in where and how we look and what type of finances we need in order to have that home than if we want to live in a shanty on a beach somewhere in a really cool area that's, you know, or warm area, right? Um, that just doesn't have the need for all of those other things. So um, those are gonna be very different situations. Maybe we wanna live in a tourist area. Maybe we wanna live in, a, in, in an industrial area. Maybe we wanna live somewhere downtown. We're going to make different decisions if we know that. Well, that knowing where we wanna live is fairly small, but how we want to live, that can be a little bit different. Regardless of all those places that we might want to live, we might wanna travel in a jet of our own, or we might want to, we might not care too much about that. We might really prefer a bus. We might really prefer a car. We might prefer driving ourselves. We might prefer cruise ships, whatever. You're, we're going to make different decisions. I'm getting kind of lofty and out there with all these ideas, but bottom line is when we know what we want, it's easier to make decisions because we're faster and sharper at making those decisions. Okay, from there what happens is, and one of the things that I wanna talk about is how we stack wins. You know, if we're stacking wins, that can start first thing in the day when we get up. If we get up out of bed, that's a win. If we're in a clear head, we that's a win. We make our bed, that's a win. We brush our teeth, that's a win. 
All these little things that we're doing, they can be a win and we can stack them and they can help us feel good about ourselves as we move throughout the day. By the time we get to work, if we're stacking those wins, by the time we get to our first appointment, our first meeting, our, our, our first job, whatever it is we're doing, the office, we're in a much better way. We're in a much better emotional sense of resourcefulness and um, stability when we get there. If we wake up and everything's a grind, and oh, I gotta do this, and oh, I gotta do that, that's not stacking wins. That's drudging through a bunch of basic behaviors and activities that need to happen to get us where we're going. We're not gonna be the same. So it's very important ways of looking at it. That is focusing on strengths. That is looking at things in a way that is looking at it as a strength and utilizing it as a strength rather than a chore. Stacking wins. We're also stacking strengths. When we stack strengths, it helps us make decisions. Because we know the behaviors and the things that we're doing are a solid and we're giving ourselves that boost and that bonus and that accolade and that reward and the pat on the back. We're considering it a win and we're stacking it. That's a strength. We know what we want and where we're going and, and what we're looking to achieve and accomplish throughout our day. We've set plans on how to do that. Now we gain awareness and look at who we are and the specialness of who we are and all of that adds to it. Then as we set goals and we move throughout our day in specific intentions and we have set not only goals, we set intentions. The same thing comes out of us. It's a strength. Again, much different than other ways of being that we could do. So how does all this work? Really, it's up to every individual. There's a million programs and people and systems and processes out there that are going to help that all kinds of people can access to. There's a, such an abundance of information, resource, and support right now. It's almost overwhelming and difficult to find the, that person that's meant to help you. And that really becomes the question, who's meant to help you? Looking for that person. What is it going to take for you to be ready to find that person? What is it that you're looking for? And there's an important, there's another important piece to that, right? When we're, when we, when we know all of these things and we haven't gotten there yet, that's because we don't know how to get there. Yet, how many times do we sit there and look at people that are, have a program or a process or a way of helping us, whether it's a pastor at a church, a mentor at a, at a job, a boss, says, hey, here's the best way to do this. And we don't know what we're doing. We're, getting, we're, we're, we're in training, so to speak, because we're going somewhere we haven't been. How many people stop and ask, well, how are we going to do this? And what are, what are the processes you're going to use as if I'm going to evaluate how to go somewhere I've never been? It's kind of like asking someone to guide us to a location and then saying, no, 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 I didn't want to turn left here. Well, wait, you wanted to go to that destination. Right, but I don't want to turn left here. I, don't, I really don't want to turn left at all. I'd rather go straight or forward and turn right. I don't want to turn left. If you have to turn left, I don't want to do it. That sounds ridiculous, but it is what happens, right? It, it is what we do. I'm guilty of it. Anyone tells me they're not guilty of that, I think they're lying. 
or they're just not feeling like sharing it or they're not thinking of it at the moment because they're in a super confident place. Now, how cool is that? How cool is that? That somebody's so confident that they're not thinking about what wasn't working for them at one point. They're throwing that in the trash. They're allowing that to fall off and moving right into doing what it is that they're not sure why, that they're learning along the way to go down the path that gets them where they want to go. <clears throat> so what are some key elements that you can do to look for that? We'll cover that in another podcast. But today, I just really wanted to get a start at this. I wanted to do numero uno. And I really wanted to talk about what it means to talk to you. And, you know, the truth of it here is that I have re-recorded probably 12 times. And, which was fun. Seems weird, but I thought it was fun. And I'm not sure what I've covered and not covered, even though I have a good list of things that I was meant to cover. So guess what? I'm demonstrating by example that we started a baseline and it's okay to meet yourself where you are. I'm Jeff Spikes. I want to have a podcast. I want to affect people's lives in a positive way. I want to take the change. I want to take the beautiful development of what's happened with my emotional landscape and share it with other people. I want to help people understand and feel for themselves the amazing things that I have felt from all the processes that I've learned and been through. So I'm here doing this and I will get better every time. Just like when you go forward and try and do something for you, you'll get better every time. So I'm going to, I'm going to bring it to a close there. And if we don't post this as a podcast, I am going to make a commitment now to use this later as some way to just show people the truth of how it is. Right. Cause I'm really okay being vulnerable and putting myself out there sometimes to a fault. So if you're watching this or if you're just listening to this, um, welcome to my podcast. And if you want to know what the point is, I'm considering that being the title, being a title. What's the point? If you want to know what the point is, the point is you. The point is you and where you meet the world. And making that a beautiful moment, making those beautiful moments into your life. And the point is what's beautiful and amazing and wonderful about you. Somebody out there, and it might be me, you might be here for a reason. We might have not met each other through this forum by mistake. Maybe it's just so you can hear this and start looking for what you do, what does fit. Maybe it's because you're meant to be here with me. But either way, <clears throat> everyone's meant to get help from someone. And it's not about help. Man, you know what? I'm not going to end right now because I want to talk about that one more thing. This is an absolute base repeatable that we need to remember. So many people, if we're, you know, here's one of the ways that you know, this is one way to measure yourself and know 
whether or not you're coming from a strength. Okay? You are coming from a place of your strengths. If you're able to engage with someone that's going to show up alongside you and make sure that you win, whether it is a therapist, a coach, some other leader you're bouncing up against, a podcast you're listening to, uh, someone you really admire that you look up to, a spouse, a friend, doesn't matter. You are in your strengths if you're open to that. If you're worried about not wanting to need help or want help, you're not focusing on your strengths and you're not in your strengths. And that doesn't work. And let me tell you how you know this. Let me tell you the, the, the story of how that works. It's not really a story. It's an example. Let me give you the example of how this works. Take a group of athletes in a high school. Take a group of swimmers, volleyball, football, baseball, soccer, lacrosse, anything you want. Make sure it covers both male and female. And let's really just look at how this is going to how this how this works as far as just the whole group of humans in high school in athletics. Actually, we could add any other things that require a coach. We could add voice, we could add singing, acting, we could do some theater. The average talent that's really just there to check a box and have fun and experiment and learn and grow from the experience. Yeah, they have teachers and they have coaches and they have people helping them. That's what they're there. That's what we're there doing. And they have peers and they're having a good time. But the truly great performers, the one that the teachers and that really see as with promise that shine that when they sing or when they play or when they perform or when they do whatever it is that they're doing gets attention from the public or from other experts, what happens? Inevitably, people start looking at them. Scouts come out of the woodwork. If you're in your state of excellence, if you're in your strengths, you'll get attention and coaches will show up. People will show up to help you. And if you're not in a place of your strengths and you're too worried about that, you might need help with something and you're coming from a place of not being good enough. That's how you know. So come from a place of your strengths. Don't be in the least bit concerned or worried about someone coming along up along next to you to provide some type of wisdom, guidance, assistance. Maybe they're just a mirror for you. Don't worry about it. Get the word of help or help or no help or needing help or not help. Get rid of that obstacle because that is a just an obstacle getting in everybody's way. Everybody's way. Because there's only one thing to think about there. Am I moving forward? Am I getting to the finish line? Am I crossing the finish line towards what I want to the next finish line? Right? What's happening? Am I succeeding? Because people who refuse to fail, that are living in their strengths, that know what they want, that baby that's trying to stand up, that doesn't know it's hard, that just keeps going and going and going until it works. One day they're walking. And then we might say, man, would you just sit down? <laughs> but, man, I'm telling you, 
they just keep going. And when someone comes next to them to help, to help them, they're not, oh, oh, I don't need help. I'm doing this on my own. Now they may still try and do it on their own and that's fine. You wanna do it on your own. That tells us that we don't need to try and get help and we don't want to necessarily get help from someone that's gonna take all the credit. Oh, look at what I did for you. Oh, you know, we don't need to go through that. Unless someone did for you, then you wanna give them credit. Then you wanna thank them, right? Either way, let's get rid of all these thought processes and obstacles and connections and attachments that are grinding us down about what the word help means and what getting help means. Because I've had people tell me so many times, well, people really don't like getting help. Oh, okay. Do you like getting where you're going? Do you like to win? Do you like being the best version of yourself. I don't know anyone that does that alone. And that's not about getting help. That's part about that's that's about being part of the community. That's part of being around like-minded people that want to go the same place. So I think we get confused between physical tasks that we're capable of that we'd rather not get help with because we can do it on our own. But when we really stretch ourselves, aren't we asking for help? Like, hey, cover my cover my six here. Spot me in the gym, right? We, someone helps that way. Hey, guide me as I'm rock crawling with a, in a four wheeler. Spot me real fast doing that, right? We we it, we're okay then when we're really pushing the limits. It's like we better get someone there right because we refuse to fail. Because we might get hurt, we might something else. But, oh, I better not need help with something that is just normal. Well, it's good to want to be independent and self-sufficient, but if we're not getting something, we're not getting it. So I'm belaboring the point at this at this juncture, but let's just keep rolling. Um, that's my final moment. That is my final moment of the podcast tonight. And I will end with you are... Uh, we'll, we'll just we'll just leave this on the note of you, specifically you, you that are listening or watching, are uniquely, wonderfully, and specially you. And no one can do a better job at being you than you. So let's get after it. That's the point with Jeff Spikes. Thank you for joining us for another amazing episode of The Point with me, Jeff Spikes. The greatest compliment you could give me is liking, loving, and sharing this episode with all your friends. So please, if you're on Spotify, iHeart, or iTunes, leave a five-star rating and review. If you're on YouTube, like and subscribe. Make sure to tag me. I love hearing from you, the listeners of this show. The links for all my social and iTunes are in the show notes. Also, if you'd like to engage with me, in anything related to my coaching, consulting, speaking, or programs, please visit jeffspikes.com for everything you would need to know to engage with me offline. And lastly, thank you for your time, your attention, and your consideration. This is The Point.